Welcome to Close It Now, an HVAC sales training podcast with Sam Wakefield. Here, we'll build your reputation in residential HVAC sales to be the expert influencer in your market. You'll get insight into the top minds in the industry as they share their skills and hacks to help you on your journey. This podcast isn't just about selling more. It's about understanding your customers' needs and building efficiencies behind the scenes so you can sell more but work less while being top of mind when people think HVAC. Now, let's get started with your host of the Close It Now podcast. This is Sam Wakefield. Hey, 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 Sam Wakefield here with Close It Now. I am so excited to hang out with you today. I have a special guest, Mr. Pete Ramsey of HVAC Greatness. He is uh, all about doubling your sales without selling. And I am, of course, as you know, all about uh, in- improving your sales by not working your face off, by becoming more efficient. So it just made sense that we had a conversation today to talk about how the back end and the uh, the whole company, the organization in general can support sales and how as the uh, sell, as the, the project managers, the selling uh, person in the field, you're the face of the company and how we can support the office and support the back end and so how they synergistically work together. So stick around. It's going to be a really can't, uh, just killer episode today. So yeah, so let's let's pop right in. So um, yeah, if you didn't, uh, I'm excited to uh, hang out with you today, Pete. So thanks for uh, agreeing to do this. We're, this is if for all of you listeners, um, this is actually a kind of a joint uh, session today. We're we're going to be on uh, on each other's podcast, so it's kind of fun to uh, to team up like this. Yeah, yeah, I think this is really good. It's a good, uh, it, it's a good format. It's more of a conversation, I think, than an interview. Like we, like I typically do, and I think you do too. So, yeah, uh, cool stuff, cool stuff. So, um, what is Close It Now doing these days? You know, gosh, yeah. So it's kind of you know, it's but I just recorded the uh, yesterday the first um, podcast back after a little bit of a hiatus. You know, life happened, uh, COVID happened. We had all these things happen, and you know, there is something that's going on in the country that um, is changing the face of how we do business as contractors. Uh, the the Electrify movement, uh, the include uh, all of a sudden everybody's talking about Chat GPT and the AI and the goods and bads of that. How can we use that in our business? And with the Electrify movement, I mean, they were talking about getting rid of our gas stoves, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the whole purpose of that is, and it's a polarizing topic. I mean, you know, you look at it politically, it's going to be, you know, there's a lot of people arguing, but we know it's happening, you know, good or bad. There's a movement there. So what I've been doing is I went out and I mastered another industry. I went out and mastered how to do solar and how to add solar into heating and air. And so now that's a, an aspect of what Close It Now is doing is we're still doing the same uh, sales training, like always, uh, still doing the coaching program, uh, re-implementing site visits this year uh, to come to locations and do full-on boot camps for, you know, training for specific companies, and also now showing people how to add in solar as a, a, a option to be able to help homeowners even better. We're already helping them reduce their energy usage, so let's help them produce too. Yeah, we've been watching that too. Um, one of the things that we, we talk about in HVAC greatness, and by the way, for your viewers, it, it's more of the marketing branding identity. Um, mm-hmm. And I always use the example of, yeah, and you know this, I used to work for Linux Industries. I, when I sold my business, I, I owned a heating and air conditioning business for about 10 years, a little over 10 years, and I, I sold it and I went to work for Linux and I was with them for about 13 years. And Linux at that time was one of the most premium brands available. Uh, for, mm-hmm. for, for in my market, it was training in, in Linux, and Carrier was right in there. But but still, those sure. were the two in terms of the way it was perceived. Uh, at that time, this was on the heels of the the GMC days. Goodman didn't have that much of a, a 
it, it didn't, it wasn't considered, you know, high quality, like, like these brands were anyway, long story mm-hmm. short, I left uh, Linux after about 13 years and Goodman recruited me and put me to work in the same market. And I was down, I was down in South Florida. And um, so I called on the same dealers and it was, it was okay. the same Pete, the same salesperson. And, and I, I think you can relate to where I'm going with this. Um, the same salesperson, same golf shirt, khaki pants, my same agenda clipboard and everything else visiting the same dealers, but mm-hmm. representing a different company. And guess what happened? Pete, we love you. Um, you know, the relationship was there. They'd always talk to me and everything. It was great to catch up, but you know, we're a premium product company. We, mm-hmm. we sell Linux and I couldn't seem to get much more than just a small piece of their business with the Goodman product. Sure. What was interesting was that as I changed my direction over, looked for a different type of a dealer, different type of customer, mm-hmm. I could kill it. And so what I discovered was, and I guess intuitively I knew this, different customers respond to different companies. And so mm-hmm. I found it difficult selling high-end, high-quality to uh, dealers who were low in high volume and, and, and vice versa. Sure. And so when we started looking at that, we started uh, blending that into what we do today. You're a premium product uh, salesperson. I know that. And therefore, just like I was treated differently when I worked for one company versus another, the company that you work for and the reputation and the way they're perceived is just taking on more and more significance in terms of your success. I mean, I know you're a great salesperson. You've got all the tactics and everything else, but doesn't it help when you've got a company standing behind you that just checks all the boxes? Absolutely. Absolutely. In in fact, that's, it's so important. I've been with, you know, multiple companies over the years as the, uh, when I was in the field all the time, and there was nothing worse than sitting at a kitchen table. And I, I mean, I've literally had reviews like this in the past and heard people say, Man, go you know go with them for the install, but just pray you never need their service, never oh. need never need your system worked on because sure. their service department is awful. Sure, you know, and I've even sat at homeowners' tables and said, you know, I'm so glad to represent the company I'm I'm with now, because in the past there's nothing worse than sitting here having this conversation and just in the back of your mind praying. Boy, I hope they get install crew A and not install crew B because right. install crew B always <laughs> breaks something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, when you know that there's consistency uh, behind, you know, following you uh, with what you, the, the homeowners actually get to get delivered and, and the service that you're promising, um, that is, that's what gives you confidence in the house to sell better. Yeah, it does. It does. And just circling back around to what you were talking about with the solar and this, uh, how did you word it? The move towards electrical, all electric? Yeah, there's the, the it's kind of a fi- unofficially being coined the electrify everything movement the electrify uh, in everything. the United States. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. So one of the things that we have done is we said, okay, I can be a heating and air conditioning company, but there's a bunch of heating and air conditioning companies already out there. I can be mm-hmm. perceived as the most memorable, which is good, right? So remember my name, but when it comes down to getting that estimate, it, a lot of times it still is, well, you guys are all the same kind. You're all pretty much the same in this equipment, plug and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter who puts it in, how much, right? So trying right. to overcome that, we, 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 we found that it was really important to have a unique marketing position of some sort, whether it's the identity itself or the mechanism in which uh, we approach that. And depending mm-hmm. on the type of company, you know, your strategy can vary. But the example I wanted to give you was right up exactly what you're saying. So I'm working with a, a, a new customer. We've been together for a few months. We've been building his identity. He's doing a total rebrand. And based on the movement to where everything is coming all electric, he decided to be a specialist within heating and cooling. So you're not just, mm-hmm. not just heating and cooling. Sure. Uh, and, and he played with a number of names and he wanted to target the heat pump market. So he was going to okay. be a heat pump specialist and identify himself as such in anticipation for exactly what you just said, for what's happening in, in the industry and how everything is changing. And when you mm-hmm. couple that with the fact that we've got, you know, economic changes on the horizon, everybody's going to be affected with, we've got to factor that in our strategy as well. Sure. So um, but I love the fact that you brought that up because that's exactly what we're seeing too. And we like in, in uh, Dr. Heat Pump, that's his 
dot-com uh, and everything else. Uh, oh, nice. That's a great name, too. Yeah, Whoever Heath that Hunt. is, give, Sam Wakefield approves. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a cool yeah, name. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll make sure he watches <laughs> this. So, uh, but he, you know, he, he has big heating and cooling, but he says, got a heat pump? Call a specialist, right? So what yeah, he's doing is, and you know what's weird? I mean, so you want to diversify your offering, clearly, but not too much. You know, like Pete's heating and air conditioning, plumbing, electrical, vinyl siding, fencing, you know, just going right. too far out. But by narrowing in, it feels like he's cutting himself from, out from all these other services. But in essence, mm -hmm. getting deeper, deeper penetration with that segment of the market and therefore sure. more customers. And mm -hmm. those who perceive him at a higher value because he's a specialist. I'm not going to just a specialist. Him. Not just going to sure. You go. You go to a general practitioner. You know, it's like exactly eighty bucks for a a visit. But you, if you go to the oncologist, for example, or you know, a, a specialist, a gastroenterologist, now you're looking sure. at three hundred fifty dollars a visit. Sure, what changed yeah. back yeah. in my day. The way they did that was you'd identify yourself uh, as a carrier specialist or a you know, or a train. You've had big train logo, and then you'd almost have no logo recognition for your yeah. And the little we work on everything else too, and tiny print <laughs> at the bottom as well. So, uh, but yeah, you know that 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 was just one of the strategies. Um, you know, there's there's a ton of them out there, but um, the other one is uh, a, a mechanism. So that might be your approach to service. We're yeah. we're heating and air conditioning, but we're special because of this. This is how mm -hmm. this is our approach to service, or this is our. Um, like I've got, uh, you know, you, you remember Zeke, Zeke Warner? He, he, yeah. he has uh, a unique approach and warranty to guarantees. He calls it the Warner way. And uh, he calls it Warner's mm -hmm. comfort shield. And it's, it's legitimate. You know, you get this, this, and this at no additional charge. Sure. Every, everyone, you know, so it's a, it's a unique mm -hmm. mechanism, which is, which is kind of cool. And so I love when, that when his comfort advisor steps in, they, he's got, they got something to work with. They got, they mm -hmm. got something to go to, go to bat with. But Ooh, yeah. um, but that's not enough. You got to yeah. have what you bring to the table as well. Clearly, mm -hmm. well, you know, and that's great too. And I uh, I love that especially because communication and clear communication is the name of the game. You know, Agreed. and at the end of the day, you know, there's pro. I mean, more than and and I don't know the specifics of what's in that comfort shield, but I would almost wager that there's other companies in the same town that do the same stuff. However, if you don't tell them you're doing it, you might as well not be doing it. Right. If you don't tell the homeowner what you're, you know, what you're offering, so it has to do so much with the correct messaging, with the correct uh, way to communicate to that homeowner. So to, I, I love that to create this nice big, you know, special shield and messaging. that's like you're going to get this every time with us. It it instantly casts doubt on any other companies that don't communicate that just because well they're we're, they're saying we get that every time with them i wonder is this other company not doing that because they didn't tell us we had this conversation the other day it was like back when i used to do uh, i was a comfort advisor i always had a copy of my my, my insurance uh my license and, and whatnot and i would i would actually mm -hmm. say that um th this is a copy we, back then a million dollars worth of general liability and you know here, here's our license we're licensed and this this and this and uh, you would expect every company to have these, but we provided a copy, you know, just to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just, just to, sure. you know, how I'd word it now. Uh -huh. but, yeah. Uh, if they're not showing you this right up front, do they really have it? Right. And, and so it casts that doubt, the one that you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, this goes way back to, uh, it's, don't just put thermostat on, on your quotation. If it's a basic thermostat, uh, a five function thermostat. You remember that one? Five function. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Remember, the That's what, you can turn it on, you can turn it off, you've got heat, you've got cooling, you've got fan. There's your functions, right? Right, right. So, um, <laughs> so but with the five functions, uh, the way that that was articulated and the customer is reading, mm -hmm. did Sam's quote have a five function thermostat? Maybe he's trying to yeah. just give me four, right? <laughs> so yeah. Different, differentiation. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So um, mm -hmm. it's a similar thing. So what works uh, on the inside works on the outside. So the idea is um, to project the right message into your market that appeals to the right uh, customer avatar. We, we're referring to that or your ultimate customer mm -hmm. avatar. So you don't want every customer, especially if you're a, um, you know, your premium dealer. Um, I mean, at first you want Absolutely. every customer. <laughs> you want anything you can get at first. 
but but yeah, you know, you, you want somebody that can afford your services and they're, they're just a good candidate. And so if you project the right message, you get the right people, you know, looking at you. And if your mm -hmm. message is good, then you can ultimately get to that appointment. And then, you know, you know, a Sam or somebody come, come out and, and, mm -hmm. and take that um, initial credibility or, 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 or communicated uh, value. Mm -hmm. And, and just take it to that next level and build a relationship you know, in, in, in the trust. Yeah, you got yeah. it. You know, in fact, I'm going to take it another step there too. Good. Uh, because even more important is, you know, yeah, you can get a SAM out there, um, but you're not, not every company has an entire, you know, stable of salespeople who have 17 years experience and have literally invested over $100,000 in personal growth and training. Yes. How... How much better is it to have created a system and standardize your messaging and build the credibility of the company up to the point where the guy that just started a month ago can go out and get similar results? And that that's really the whole purpose of you know what we what you and I both do um, when you start to really marry that together is to one create systems for that's that you can duplicate so it doesn't bottleneck at a single person but also to build the credibility with that company. And then with a handful of uh, one, it builds the reputation in the community. And then with a handful of, of resources, some collateral, you can hand it to a guy with, you know, two, three, four weeks training, and they can go out and get similar results as the person who is the top performer. And that, yeah. that's really what the, like the real benefit of creating a reputation and standardizing so much and creating a really powerful sticky brand uh, because branding, I learned this from a, a man named Dave Bengal. He actually owns a $500 million a year um, solar company. He says branding beats sales seven days out of seven. Yeah. And you can see that in every single market yes. because we all know that company that man, they don't do the best work, but boy, their branding is great. Why do people keep calling them? Yeah. And, and, and you dealers out there and I love you guys, but, but, um, part of love is giving tough love. Your brand is probably not nearly as good as you think it is. That logo that you, you know, that you created and you, yourself or you had your nephew draw, it, it's probably not going to have the same impact. And, you know, there's professionals out there now and they're, they're taking things to new levels. And so the communication of that brand really needs to surpass the logic and it needs to get down to an emotional level that people respond to. And they call these they call these triggers and this is, this is everybody works off of triggers. And I think there's seven mm -hmm. fundamental triggers. I'm so sorry. I can't remember the author, but there was a book called the seven triggers to yes. And it, and it, and it categorizes the top seven. And number one is the friendship, which is your rapport. That that's what Sam is awesome at. That's what so many of you guys who that's what you do. You're good at, but equally as powerful is, um, is called the authority trigger. And mm -hmm. you are being perceived as an authority or an expert based on these things that you're doing in your process that hopefully your prospective client is saying, oh, the other company didn't do that. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a few other ones, but the one that you just reminded me of is something called the consistency trigger. Mm -hmm. And people are consistent in their behaviors, but they also look for consistency in others. And what you just said was talking about, you know, as you transition through from different roles, there needs to be a consistency in that experience. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's why if you have like a service person out and he's using his personality and doing a service call, let's say Sam goes out and they left Sam and they send Pete out. Well, Pete doesn't do it the same way. And, and, the, and, and the customer will usually respond something like this. And if you got a new hire, you'll, you know, new technician, you'll hear, you know, Sam, you're, we love you. We love having you out here the guy Pete that you sent out, he's a nice guy and everything, but do you mind taking care of your equipment yourself? I, I don't think he knows what he's doing. Pete, you know, didn't, right. he, he didn't do these things that you did, which built the value mm -hmm. to begin with. So structure. Mm -hmm. And then that yeah. consistency, you do that, you, you do that structure. I do that structure. And at that point they don't go, wow, that's not just mm -hmm. Sam. That's Pete. That's John. That's the whole company. And so the credit yeah. goes over to where it should be. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the company itself. That's it. Yeah. I mean, if, if this is executed properly, what starts to happen is from 
from the very first point of contact, the homeowner has seen your branding before they ever yes. pick up the phone and need you. So you're top of mind. Right. Then from the very first point of contact, and I hope that you, as, as contractors, you have an online way to book appointments and please build in a scheduling software so the homeowner can pick their own day and time for an appointment. 100% recommend that. If you're not mm -hmm. doing that, you're literally missing out on thousands of dollars worth of business every single month. But um, so that's one of my soapboxes. I'm all about using technology. Use the tools. We have them. Don't be stuck in the 90s um, or early 2000s, right? Uh, so use those kind of things. But from the very first point of contact, making it easy for a homeowner to book. Also, if, if they're calling in, making the messaging in your call center, whoever answers the phone, the messaging the same as the person that goes out, the person, the salesperson goes out, the service technician goes out, the install crew goes out, they need their visual, the messaging needs to be the same. Everybody has to know the same mission. Um, years ago, when I had my company, we had literally had our mission statement on the whiteboard every single meeting. We, in order to qualify to go out into the field solo, you had to have the mission statement memorized and be able to recite it back to us. Sure, um, sure. Because it's so important that everyone has the same rally flag. Yeah, we, we've taken that a step farther. In fact, that's my little thing over here. We call it the culture of champions. When you, when you have mm -hmm. a team of people and... All you guys that have hired an employee or you've had employees that are difficult, you know this. Um, fundamentally, the reason that these customers, these awesome customers in this uh, awesome company came together is because there's certain values that are shared and the uh, the outcome is, is, is a happy customer and a fulfilled company who's, you know, you take pride in what they do. So if you have these primary values of, say, professionalism, honesty and integrity and, say, um, uh, you know, technologically uh, 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 superior, technical mm -hmm. excellence, we'll call it. So if those are your three things, okay, and then your customer loves that, you love that, it's part of your messaging, but then you hire somebody, got 15 years of experience, and they don't, they're, they're not as honest, or, or or maybe they're not as technically savvy. Uh, they're pulling in their 15 years of bad habits. Whatever that might be, <laughs> you, you have the structure that we just shared that, that now Sam and Pete are doing the same same process. And you ask Bob to come in and he really don't care about that kind of stuff. I just, I'm about me, right? I don't care about this. And, and so I'm just going to make that money, right? And so he doesn't fit that culture. And so now you have a cultural problem. But if, if we hire, and, and let's say I use technological advance, maybe one more caring. I think caring is so important because as you know, one of the most important things that you can do is bond with your customer. And it's kind of hard to do that if you don't really don't care about them. And it, sure. it, it just, it just cares over and everything else. So if you have a technician mm -hmm. who's selfish and they don't care about any, anybody but themselves, well, are they going to, you know, they, if, if I'm working for Sam, I might say, you know, I don't feel too good, but Sam needs me today. He's got this job, but I'm coming in. Right. Mm -hmm. That makes all the difference. Or I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm in a, in a homeowner's house and you know, I'm supposed to get off. I got the, I've got my jujitsu class tonight. It's going to take me another hour. But the customer paid for that. I got I got to, I'll go to class late. You know, I'm going to do right by this yeah. customer. That's somebody cares yeah. beyond themselves. So that culture is, is part of that. And you know, I, you started on that path. I figured I'd throw that in the middle. No, you got it. Yeah, I mean that's the definition of integrity: doing what's right even when nobody's looking. Sure. And so, and honestly, I'll, I'll tell you from experience, I've hired the right people and I've hired the wrong people I've hired strictly for skill. And sometimes that was a, a, that was a bad decision. I would always rather be slow to hire quick to fire and hire for um, integrity, hire for personality, hire for um, just, you know, integrity, I said integrity, but just all of the good attributes and we can train the skill. If somebody is above a certain level of aptitude and can learn, We'll train that. I would much rather have somebody who's going to show up on time and have a good work ethic yeah. than somebody who is maybe a prima donna, but they're an awesome technician or they're great at install, they're great at sales. Yeah, if they don't play well with others. There's no room on my team for that. There's a conversational level to what you just said, but 
you know, and I know I'm older than you. I've, I've been around a long mm-hmm. time and I've been through that stuff. I had that technician. He yeah. ruined my culture. He had everybody sour. It was mm-hmm. terrible, but he was my best tech technically. And I was just terrified to lose him. Mm-hmm. But when he finally left, it was the best thing that ever happened. And, mm-hmm. and, and when you hear somebody conversationally, what you just said, if you don't have that firsthand experience, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But when you live it, mm-hmm. it, uh, it, it just, it, it's a kick in the gut. And, and I always say, you know, I've been in the industry for 40 years, uh, believe it or not, oh gosh, it makes me feel old. 40 years, um, in one form or fashion. And sure. the, uh, the reason I feel so qualified to do what I do is it because I was Mr. Successful and I did all this and I brew this and you know, I had my measures of success. It's like, like many, but it was all the scars and bruises and kicks in the belly that I know you don't want to go down that path. You need to go this way. Right. Oh man. <laughs> right. So uh, you got it. Yeah. And, I it's mean, like, ask that me way. how I know. Well, let me show you the scar. <laughs> from it. Right. Right. And, well, it's a universal truth. You don't get growth without pain. So, you know, gym, diet, whatever, you know, you're going to have to put that sacrifice in, but, um, but you can definitely get uh, a little guidance so that you can avoid some of that stuff. And that's, that's what I love about what we do, what you do. I've watched your stuff before it. It's really, really painful to go through, you know, these leads that you might be spending hundreds of dollars to get and to know, had I known that, that, uh, to, to how to resolve that on the front end from that one mm-hmm. step that Sam it was teaching, I wouldn't have had that objection way at the end and then try to overcome right. it, be ill-equipped to even overcome it. I would have gotten that sale. You mm-hmm. know, that cost me Absolutely. real money. Yeah. 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 What, what most people don't realize is, you know, the industry, so the industry, and we all know everything, the dollars really fall in, in installs. <laughs> You know, most companies, I mean, there, there's, of course, there's companies that are just strictly designed for, we only do service. We only do this one thing for the, but for the most part, you know, the service drives sales and service is used as the lead generator, lead generator for your, you know, for installs and for retro. And that's where the volume of revenue comes in a company. And, you know, what most people don't understand is the statistics behind how people buy. Um, and this is across the board for anything. Thirty when you're going out and you're quoting, thirty percent of people are going to the industry average thirty percent close rate. That means that the really great executed process, or the guy that's just writing the number on the back of a business card and was there ten minutes, they're closing at thirty percent. That's the 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 foundational part of it. Thirty percent of people are not going to buy from you no matter what. They might just not like the color of your hair or your shirt or something. Yeah. Statistically speaking, 30% of people are just, they're going to go with their brother or whoever. That leaves 30% of people in the middle that we have the power to uh, impress, to influence, to help them with their buying decision. So that's, that's where, you know, rockstar companies are averaging, you know, 40 to 60% in those, those kind of numbers. Those are the ones that are really providing a lot of value. There's the ones that have a great messaging. They've got a great process. Um, they've, you know, they've worked with a Pete Ramsey and, or if they haven't, they need to, uh, to, do, to really develop a system. Cause I mean, if you're a company out there and you're, you have a, if you don't know every single step from the time that your phone rings until the time that you're high-fiving them a year later or even further, if you don't know every single step along the way and you have home, they have homeowners and, and leads and, and prospects that are dropping out and getting lost, you need a process. And that that's it's crucial for a company's success and to multiply, double your sales without selling, right? That's how you sure. how you take care of that. Yeah, I was watching a, an interview on 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 comedians, some comedians. I think it was those guys that did uh, Grown Ups, uh, most of those guys. But uh, one guy gives advice to Adam Sandler. He says, hey, record your stand-up comedy. Take the parts that they didn't laugh at out and and then put try some new stuff and put that back in. He's like, that's what I do, right? So, um, and it just kind of reminded me of what you said. We've got these processes that actually are in there for a reason, and that's, to, 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 to have an influence, 
to to have a to deliver some type of an emotional response or what have you. Mm-hmm. And um, when you consistently do those, just like the comedians are just get better and better and better with laughter continuously, we remove these bad things and put in the good things, and we come up with this mm-hmm. process that that just flows. And 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 you hopefully you'll bring them to a new level, and you'll and this is another one of the triggers that we talked about contrast you know if you think about when you pull up to the fuel pump and there's the different grades they're different colors and everything else in your price books maybe you have uh you know best better good if you do it that way and Mm -hmm. best is really long better is a little bit short and the goods you know so so there's contrast so and and that people can relate that to things that they bought from in 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 the past and they just respond to it so so creating contrast is uh between you and your competition is very important and so these processes, some of them are designed to get that, you know, that friendship trigger or what have you. And the others are just to build that authority and people go, wow, you know, nobody's ever checked it to this degree. His solution must be better. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I was going to ask you in your, this is un, un, uh, rehearsed. So I have no idea. What's <laughs> in your experience, what is the one point where you get the most um, physically shift from neutral to positive or from negative to positive in the sales call? At what point do you see their eyes kind of light up for you? You know, that actually it's way earlier on than most people expect. Um, the, the reason that with the closing now system anyway, and, and any well-executed sales system, the reason that there's so much introduction at the beginning, and this is not about building uh, weird, you know, fake rapport with people. It's not, oh, you have a dog, I have a dog. You <laughs> like the Raiders, I like the Raiders. You play golf, I play golf. Everybody's tired of that. Just stop. Everybody out there, stop using form <laughs> to build rapport. Everyone, the homeowners hate it. It's fake rapport. It's fake news, and they can smell that BS meter. It starts to go off a mile away. Um, no, they're not going to go out to lunch with you next week because you were their air conditioner guy. You don't go to the doctor expecting them to go play golf with you next week. So treat it like that. Be a professional. So rapport building is crucial. Now, the reason that um, it's so important to do a, a really good introduction and is so they know credibility of who they're talking to both for you and the company. So those credibility pieces need to be in there. And then you go into discovery. Discovery is right after the introduction. And discovery is just the fancy name for asking the right questions. So many people go through the process and they're instantly, hey, I'll just go look at your, I'll go look at your air handler, I'll go look at your system, not knowing what they're looking at. They have no idea why they're even there. I'm just going to look at everything and treat it all the same. That's, that's not serving people. So that what you're asking about is what I've called the moment of rapport that usually happens somewhere within discovery. The moment of rapport happens when you've done a great job of getting to know them a little bit through your, your, your introducing yourself, introducing the company, and you start asking those concerned questions of, okay, Pete, it's May. As soon as this starts to warm up here in the summer, which rooms are, are warmer than the rest or the, which rooms would you like to make more even with the rest of the house? Right. Hey, does any, who in your house suffers from allergies and asthma in the, think back to the winter, which rooms were colder than you and take me there. Let's get situationally in that, that place so they can emotionally start to connect. And somewhere in that process, the moment of rapport happens where all of a sudden you look at your watch and they look at their watch. You cross your legs and they cross their legs. So now you're leading. You're in sync, yeah. And, and it feels like that before then, it's like almost a conflict. Because anytime you introduce anything new into an environment, everybody's walls yeah, goes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's when the shoulders drop and that conflict goes to now we're working together to solve your problem. Yeah. That moment of rapport is the biggest aha moment. And I uh-huh. train to never move forward out of that phase until that happens. If that right. doesn't happen, the chances of them buying drops dramatically. Yeah, yeah, so awesome. So obviously, that is not typical, and I would say it's not typical because I'm speaking from firsthand experience. Mm-hmm. When I walk in, and the 
And the homeowner immediately says, yeah, the furnace is this way. And they're taking me straight to the equipment. Mm -hmm. And so how am I going to build that rapport if I'm going right to the equipment? So you're mm -hmm. taking charge at some point. You know, yeah, you don't. You say, absolutely. I'm going to look at that here in a little bit. But first, do you have somewhere I can set set my stuff up? I'm going to need to set my computer up here in just a little bit. Do you have somewhere we can do that? Nice. Great. Nice. And as soon as the, they take you to that spot, you set your stuff down. That's where you plant your feet. Hey, our, our homeowners, our clients tell us they like to know a little bit about the company and the person they're working with. I'd like yeah. to take a second and introduce myself. Would that be all right? Right, right. And of course, you've asked that question. They're, they're going to answer. Uh, they'll say, of course, yes, absolutely. And then you just go right into it, into your introduction and your discovery there. So that's when you just give them, here's the agenda for our appointment. And so you really have the posture to say, absolutely, I'm going to look at that. But first, I have a plan for our meeting today to be most efficient. Here's what we're going to do. And by taking that control, that's where they know you're the, the professional and you have a plan you need to tell them, hey, listen, I'm going to look at that. Here's the plan to be most efficient and help you best. Uh, where can we go that I can set up? And that's just like a doctor. You know, if a, you can walk into your doctor and they're, they just start looking at your ankle and you're like, I have something wrong with my shoulder. Why did they start looking at my ankle? You think they're a quack, right? right. But if they right. ask the right questions first, hey, what's wrong? Why are you here today? Okay, well, now they are educating themselves on what's going on. So, yeah, so it's just, it's almost this transition from sitting across the table from each other confrontationally mm -hmm. and sliding the chair around beside them and shoulder to shoulder tackling this situation as a team. You got it. The yeah. Transition. Every chance. Yeah. Every chance you can. You're so like when you're going through and say you've climbed through somebody's attic or in a crawl space or in a basement or something, they're not there. Um, you're taking pictures when you should, you know, don't put them on the big presentation on your screen and turn your computer <laughs> around. No, you keep them on your phone. Everybody takes pictures of that and side up to them side by side to look at it together. You're doing everything together. Make them part of the process. And, yeah. and the same thing for like start to finish in the whole experience, not just the sales call, but start to finish with the whole company. If there's ways that you can incorporate them into you know, every step of the way that they're, they feel like they have an element of control with it. Now yeah. they're taking ownership in their own project. Yeah, I remember that back in psychology where your proximity, when you're standing really close to somebody face to face, it, it's really uncomfortable. But all you have to do is turn sideways and, and kind of come in, you know, sideways. And you could be right up against each other talking about something across the room mm -hmm. and it feels totally natural, even if mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're, you're new acquaintances. So yeah, uh, that, the body language is all, all, all a huge part of that. I love that. Great stuff. Great stuff. So I'm going to hit, I'll hit you with the unscripted one. Uh -oh. Where in the process do you, because your, your tagline, of course, is double yourselves without selling, right? In this, in cleaning up the process of a company, where are you seeing the one thing that can be done where people are seeing the biggest difference in their bottom line? Okay. Repeat that one more time. I'm sorry. Yeah. So in, in the process, in, in what process are, are taking, talking about? In, 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 uh, so in, in the process, you've got right on your flow chart, okay. uh, right behind you there. Yeah. Where in, in the process of helping, uh, you know, say, say I've got my heating air company. Okay. Yeah. I've come to you. You're going to be coaching me. Um, you look at my books, you look at, you know, all the different elements of my company. Where do you okay. start with people? What's okay. the, where's the lowest hanging fruit somebody can start to make changes that they're going to see the biggest results? I know this is going to sound like a smart aleck answer, but it's the absolute truth. Step one, step one. And so let mm -hmm. me elaborate. Um, here, here's step eight, your irresistible services. And within that, how do I raise my average tickets? How do I get more closing? This is all the stuff that you're teaching, right? Mm -hmm. But yet... Here I am with all of these other problems in, in my identity. I don't have a unique power identity. I'm just another heating and air conditioning company. I don't have any special mm -hmm. warranties or, or unique claims. I'm just, you know, I'm just another company. In order, in, in, in order for you to offer unique, uh, let's, say, let's say you offer a comfort guarantee. We guarantee in writing, right? Because, you know, nobody wants a furnace or an air conditioner. They, they want their house a certain temperature, right? That's, that's why they yeah. put stuff in there. So, if, if I'm going to offer that and I'm going to offer it in writing, well, then I must know what I'm doing. And when I, when I make an equipment selection, and if I'm going to simultaneously offer 
let's say a satisfaction guarantee. Well, how am I going to do that without knowing exactly what that customer is looking for? So way back in that process, I've got to do a structural assessment. Right. I've, I've, I've got to look at the volume of the house. I've got to look at the materials it's constructed from, the R values, the, the windows, the colors, the orientation of the house. Then I got to look at things like infil infiltration, you know, does the when the wind blows, you fill it in the living room, right? So all these are factors. So then I look at the performance data of the equipment against that and, and, and against what ACA states for that area. Okay. Now I can actually calculate. I know without a doubt that mm -hmm. this is the right size of equipment for the structure. But then with my customer assessment, all the stuff that you're talking about, where we take care of those different rooms or we take care mm -hmm. of uh, any any allergies or, 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 or asthma or any other breathing conditions or IQ mm -hmm. or um, sound or all these different variables. Yeah, because yeah, the house is right in the check. Right, but right? The, the guarantees <laughs> and the warranties are that's your home run right that's when you bring it in nobody in town is going to do this this and this right that's your leverage and, and, and if you guys are comfort advisors you want that from your boss because that's just going to help you close so but are the you know in order to do that you have to be able to go in and obviously your boss has to provide this be able to you know figure all this stuff out and make sure that you we're, we're not misapplying so that's all part of that all right but back to the process all the way back to step one it comes from what we call the ultimate customer avatar. So if we're going to identify this, this awesome company that is easy to sell for, right? Mm -hmm. Customer, it, it, not only does it attract high-end customers, this is a little known secret. When you brand and you package really well, it also attracts better employees because mm -hmm. you perceive that, you know, they're, they're consumers first. So they perceive. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, that's your first customer. Your second customer is the one outside of your own doors. Right. But the marketing applies to both sides. And that's that's what a lot of people don't realize. And so yeah. but, so knowing who our ultimate customer avatar is, is knowing more than their values. Like I mentioned, mm -hmm. honesty and integrity, professionalism, caring and then technical excellence. OK, so th those are the ones. OK, that's their values. But there's also and most people don't get this. And this is I know mm -hmm. you. this is their fears, their pains and their insecurities uh -huh. as a prospect. They're not customers yet. They're like, I don't know who to call, but I'm afraid a hack is going to come out here or they're going to try to sell me something I don't need. Or, you know, if it's a repair person, um, you know, customer indifference where he just didn't, you know, treat me like a number. It doesn't, I'm trying to talk to him. It doesn't let, you know, there's all these little fears and pains and everything else. So if we understand what the fears and pains and um, insecurities are towards our, our the, the customers with those values, what they tend to be, we're understanding our customer a little deeper. Then we understand what they think they want. Like if they want stability, they're going to say, I want a company that's licensed and insured. So you darn well better have that on your, on your marketing, but sure. what they think they want. And then we have things of, uh, that require redirection. Th these are false assumptions like bigger is better. And so mm -hmm. these are different things that we have to deal with. So, um, once we have this, we have a really clear understanding of who we're going out after and also external influences, by the way, the economy right now is important, right? So the dollar's squeezing a little bit. So we need to, we need to factor Absolutely. that into our, into, into communicating that if we want to get that customer, we need to overcome these fears and pains, speak to what they truly value as well as what they think they want, even though, you know, you it, you may have to sugarcoat that 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 aspirin on the marketing side in order to get in and be able to teach them what they really want. Okay, mm -hmm. sure. And, uh, which can yeah. be dangerous. That can be backfired. When I was yeah. a little boy, they had to take me to the hospital to get my stomach pumped out because I ate up all the the candy coated aspirins. True story. You know, so <laughs> you know, they think they want something, but you know, it, it just sure. makes them sick, right? So that's our job to convey that. But yeah, it starts here, and mm -hmm. once we know who that person is, and you know that that collective person is. Then we build an identity that's unique. Mm -hmm. Blue Ocean, if you, I don't know if you've read that book, Blue Ocean Strategy. Um, yep. And so uh, for those who are listening that hadn't heard of that, whenever you have a competitive industry like HVAC, the, the waters get bloodied with those shark-infested competitive waters of mm -hmm. ice and this, that, and the other. But when you lift your business boat or sail your business boat on out past into some blue ocean different waters, a different market, mm -hmm. offering a different product or service, at least it's perceived that, all of a sudden it gets a lot more profitable, a lot easier, right? So in your uniqueness, 
we have to speak to step one. We got to know who mm-hmm. that person is. Then we become, you'll find out what your customer wants and become that company that they want to do business with. Mm-hmm. Hire the people that, that, that fit that. So the culture's right. People like working there. They like doing what they do. And, and, you know, you don't have the high turnover. Then you got baseline. Everything else builds on you that. Got it. Everything mm-hmm. else builds on That's that. That's it. Love it. love it. Yeah. And that, that's so powerful. The, uh, one of the the classic marketing examples, because the whole goal is, you know, the word differentiation we hear over and over. And the goal is how do you separate yourself so the homeowner's not making a decision of you and your company versus three other companies. They're making a decision of what you offer versus generic heating and cooling. Oh, this is a whole different conversation now. What it, so we this here's how we do things differently, and here's what we offer that you won't find anywhere else. So now it's a whole conversation of we're offering solutions to your problems. They're offering a plug and play replacement just for a box that may or may not even affect what your concerns are. Yeah. So it's it's using language like that both through the messaging from the company, through the serv- messaging through the service X messaging through. Uh, you know, through the the project manager or the comfort advisor um, to really help the homeowners see that differentiation. And, you know, the greatest example that's happened in the last 20 years, we can study, it has nothing to do with uh, trades, is how to create a new bucket is, do you have an air fryer? Everybody in the world has an air fryer now, Yeah. right? Well, air fryer is not a fryer. It's a little convection oven. (laughs) That's all it is. Yeah, And what did they do? They completely invented a new term and created a small kitchen appliance to fit a, marketing to- mechanism. a totally it. new market that didn't exist before That's it. they created it. That's it. And so I love it. It's a small kitchen appliance. It's a little bitty convection oven. Wow. Whoa. But I'm they became that one. instant <laughs> brilliance because yeah. they created a whole new market. And so we can do the same thing. Yeah, at the roots of it, are we a heating and air company? We're a solar company, you know, a company that offers the one home, technically the one home improvement. Yes. How we're perceived by the homeowner as something totally different has everything to do with our marketing and branding. Yeah. And and one of the things that that we picked up on um, more so than ever, and we're actually putting in our presentations now. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you, you're familiar with this as well, but just for those the listeners, when we, we love, we're logical, especially if, if, if you came from the technical side, now you're selling, you love mm-hmm. to talk technical and, and cause you're going to impress them, right? Wow. You know, <laughs> what are you saying? But it's gotta be good. Right. So a lot of that goes on, but unless you have enough of that trust, um, there's two different types of trust, right? There's trust in you morally, you know, are you honest or there's trust in your competency, you know, okay, nice guy, but. Can he really do it? Does he look the part? I'm looking for that consistency. He looks like the professional. He talks like the professional. You know, you're going to go to the truck and get a party, you know, or you're going to get go to a service vehicle and get the proper replacement component, right? So sure. all this has to tie into that. So there's the logical side, and then there's the um, the right brain and left brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the presentation that we were utilizing, uh, we talked about um, – the structural assessment. So we got a picture of the house, and but it's a cutaway, and it shows the, the the floor square footage, and then the ceiling heights to get cubic footage, right? Mm-hmm. And then off to one side, we've got what we call, I guess, our right brain equivalent of that, of an aquarium, uh, you know, and a calcu- calculator saying we're going to have to calculate how much water that new aquarium is going to need to hold. So we have to calculate how much air conditioning you're going to need, right? Or, or the infiltration. On the one side, we've got a picture of that same cutaway with the like the little air leaking out around the plumbing and around this. But on the other sure. side, we've got a piece of a garden hose with a leak in it and the water squirting out. So that you know, when you're explaining this technical stuff, it makes sense to the both the right and left brain. That was my sure. point. So sorry, I, I love it. You know, and I, I talk about that a lot. If you've ever listened to the Close It Now podcast, One of the things that I really communicate, and this is actually how I explained earlier, just on the podcast I recorded, the difference between SEER and SEER 2. Okay. uh, Because we're getting a lot of questions right now. And how do I explain that in a way that homeowners understand it? The the general concept, the general idea is anything that you, technical that you need to explain to a homeowner, 
use an analogy of something they use every day that they right. know they know and can touch and feel. Right. And as soon as you explain it in an analogy of something they understand, now you can tie it back and say, okay, now does this make sense how it applies here? Yeah. And and most of the time that is extremely effective. Yeah. Um, so great. So great example. I love seeing those comparisons. Yeah. The closest I found, like um, doing the load calculation with the with the insulation and the windows and everything else, we've mm-hmm. got that on one side, and on the other side, I've got like eight selections of sunscreen. You know, so that yeah. you know, you know, right? How, you know how much sun <laughs> it'll block out versus how much heat you're blocking out. So yeah, little things sure. like that, and it really it, it, and it. The things that you think they're getting, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they're not really getting. All of a sudden, they will. It's not necessarily, um, you know, what you're saying. It's like Sam said. It's your. Mm-hmm. It's the effectiveness of the communication itself. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Fifteen yeah. percent of communication is the actual words we're using. Uh, the rest is body language and tonality, even. But so for the listeners, just uh, the the comparison here, which is really fun. Uh, we're talking about analogies and the way to explain. Um, so the perfect analogy for a, a little something, uh, you listeners, you can use immediately and use right away. And I love this, the way to, when homeowners say, oh, the other company size the equipment based on square footage and how to really differentiate why an actual manual J or an actual load calculation is important and is that much better. The analogy I've always used is, so, hey, Pete, have uh, you ever, ever put something in a, uh, in a Yeti cooler? A Yeti cooler? Um, yeah. yeah. You ever use like a really, really, really good cooler and sure, how long sure. it keeps the, uh, yeah, you, you yeah. put your ice in there. It's good to keep ice for a few days. Yeah. Hey, if I had a cardboard box that's the exact same size. <laughs> right. I love and it. And I put, you know, put my drinks and my ice in there. Is it going to last as long? Sure. Sure. It's not, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's the same thing with houses. Yeah, just because it's the same a house, it's the exact same size, the same square footage, two houses side by side. One might have a lot better insulation and windows and doors. Do you think better insulation, windows and doors is a lot more like that cooler? Right. And the one without is a lot more like the cardboard box. So it doesn't matter. The size is the same. This is why it's so important to do that calculation. That's an example. An easy analogy people get. and, And if you can visualize that. I actually catch a, you know, a photo of it, if that's part of your process, it, you know, sure. the actual cooler with, you know, with the thickness and everything else versus some cardboard box that really would help it. But then you can actually, if you really want to bring it home, third-party validation is always a, a mm-hmm. home run. Um, we used to, back when I, when I, when I was at Linux, we did, um, we did some sales training. And one of the pieces that we used was, it was a statement from carrier quote unquote with their logo, one from train, one from Linux, one from York or whoever it was. It said, never, ever do a business with a contractor who does not do a load calculation from the manufacturers. Yeah. That's so you say, hey, listen, this is the experts talking. It's not even me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we, we trust the experts and we educate ourselves to do it the right way. Right. So use your example. You show them and you say, oh, by the way, manufacturers agree. See here? Mm-hmm. You got it. Home run. Yeah. So yeah, of course. Square, square footage. I've, I've seen that stuff too. In fact, I, you know, I work with a number of contractors and it's surprising how many, you know, they need to be educated. And so we actually have these conversations. And before it's done, I need to go take some, you know, manual J classes and manual D classes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Done. Yeah. I mean, and I'll, I'll tell you, if you've never done it by hand, I, it's it's worth the exercise to learn how to do it by hand at least a few times, just so you understand everything that goes into the calculation. Amen. So, I mean, yes, you've got, you can throw it into, a, you know, a cool calc or a right soft or, or something in, and rice off mobile and you can literally do a manual j in what a less than a minute now because wow. the calculations software is so good but i i, I highly recommend go through sure. the process do one or two by hand so you know everything goes into it so you can with confidence have the posture to communicate what it's actually doing in the calculation so you can just have be the expert in and the the misconception is you have to communicate everything you know Somebody is Good perceived point. as knowing more when you don't communicate it, when it's, when it's locked in the brain and you've got the knowledge there, but you don't, you don't have to communicate it. People can feel the, the, the amount of knowledge you have without, you know, just without communicating. You don't have to tell everything, you know, you yeah. need to tell them everything they need to know. 
still waters run deep. Yeah. I used to do the old manual back when I, I did it before when it, back when we had computers, but we didn't use them in, in, in that particular capacity. And so everything was manual, but just keep in mind, it's a whole house is next year. You don't, you're not going room by room and just, you know, doing all that stuff until after you get the sale, sure. you know, if you're doing yeah. some room by room work, then That's you can go in and figure that out. But, mm-hmm. um, but with software and everything else, yeah, Sam, I couldn't agree more. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think we're at pretty much at the top of the hour. Uh, good yeah. Stuff, Let's land this plane, man. I know. <laughs> right. Right. So well, we definitely got to do this again. Um, I think we probably skimmed the top and I definitely think there's at least one more session. So we got to meet again and let's take Absolutely. one of the other topics. Yeah, it's maybe... been a few years since we've done this. So there's a lot, that's, yeah. a lot of water's gone under the, 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 the old bridge, bridge for HVAC and for the, for trades. So yeah. we got a lot um, to cover. I'm happy to see you back. I'm glad to see you're doing your podcast again. I, you know, as you know, I started mine on YouTube because YouTube's pushing that again. And I thought, you know what, I'm doing this kind of stuff anyway. I'm going to do it in that particular area. So that's why mine is back. So uh, for those of Love you it. guys, you need to subscribe to Sam. Where, where do they hook up with you at, Sam? Yeah, so they can. Uh, so the website is a good place to get started. It's closeitnow.net. And right from there, probably the one place that the most communication happens is in our Facebook group. So right from the website, there's a link to join the Facebook group right at closeitnow.net. And that'll take you to the group. And it's a great place. There's uh, 17, over 1,700 uh, members in the group now. Everybody, there's all kind of people from, for, you know, first people that have been in the industry two, three weeks, all the way to, you know, people that are six, seven, eight million a year. Uh, project managers in there there's owners so it's a great resource and it's totally positive awesome and, so, or you can e- email me sam at closeitnow.net okay. and uh yeah so don't close sure. it tomorrow. how about you pete okay. don't close it don't close it tomorrow close it now close it now net, not dot com netprofit.net and then on your podcast is there what's the name of that so that they can find that yeah it, so here's where branding is good um it's a really creative name it's called close it's called close it now Go figure. <laughs> podcast is close it now sales training uh you can find it it's on all of the streaming podcast platforms so right. it's on i you know i the apple podcast it's on uh, spotify stitcher uh, you name it you can find right. it all over the place yeah and yeah. uh yeah so the last quick little plug is the if, if you happen to catch this in May of 2023, um, I've got a spring training promo. The high performance coaching, the one-on-one coaching with me is just a little over 30% off. Um, so it's, it's saving people thousands to help as many people as I can set record numbers this year. Will you send me that code and I'm going to put it down in the description underneath my YouTube video itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that they yep, can absolutely okay, and uh, you got it. yeah, so 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 likewise, HVAC mm-hmm. greatness, not goodness, greatness. Your ability to be perceived as better than everybody else is your HVAC greatness. We do that through the branding, through the marketing, through the communication, as well as the mm-hmm. sales process. So, uh, but our primary focus again is how to set all this stuff up so that when people look at your brand, they go, "Wow, this is different." And so that is mine. HVACgreatness.com. And you can email me at hvacgreatness at gmail.com. I, I've got Pete as well, all that other stuff, but everything's Gmail these days. And nice. I also have a Facebook group. It's HVAC Greatness. It's called Your HVAC Greatness. And um, and that's how you and I met because you were actually one of the guest speakers over there. And that's awesome. I was. Yeah, it's been a few years back. Yeah, time flies. Time, we're getting older. Periodically, somebody will reach out to me still and say, hey, I saw this, uh, this training you did with Pete. It was really great. Awesome. Yeah, so, same here. Same here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what is the, uh, what's the, what's the next biggest thing for just super quick before we go next biggest thing for HVAC greatness? What, what do you have launched in there? Everybody can get excited about. Yeah. I think we're going to really go after uh, um, a pro uh, uh, an offensive marketing attack uh, as we start transitioning to these tighter markets, because we're seeing what I'm seeing is installers are all of a sudden and things like this and technicians are asking for way more money or else they're going right and um mm-hmm. the, the 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 consumers are asking for way less money or they're gonna do business with somebody else and we're seeing a okay. really tight squeeze i think we're gonna see a lot of people gonna get squeezed out of the business and so we're mm-hmm. looking for how to take a proactive, not a defensive defense you're gonna start dropping your prices and try, trying to get with everybody else pro proactive offense so that you can position yourself in front of the right customers with the right message 
And you still have to have that flexibility, but speak to them uh, at a level in which they will actually respond and allow you to still be profitable and, and build, build your business during a downturn. Because we are going to have one coming. We all know that. And so yeah. that's one of the things we're really focused on right now. Sir. Perfect. I love yeah. it. That's exactly why we're here. <laughs> exactly. In the down, in the downest of turns in the, in the economy, the well-positioned uh, trades, businesses, heating and air, you know, plumbing, electro, anybody, if you can help any homeowners save money by your service, they have no problem spending it with you. Uh, so some of the best years come out of downturns in economies. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay, guys. Awesome. We'll see you on the next one. Yep. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to Close It Now with Sam Wakefield. Subscribe to the podcast now so you're first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tools and tips to make you the top HVAC professional in your market. If you have friends and colleagues who would like this show, share it with them and send them to our Facebook community for more in-depth discussion about the challenges we all face and how to overcome them on the Close It Now podcast.